I have one question for you. Are you ready to do your fertility journey differently? Hey there, I'm Bella Hilton, and this is the Studio Fertility Podcast, where each week I bring you real, actionable tips and strategies to help you get your mind from chaos to calm and your body from resistant to receiving. So if you want to feel better now and improve your fertility, let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome to the Studio Fertility Podcast. I'm Bella Hilton. Actually, I'm just going to cut straight to the chase here before I get on to today's topic. I've got a meditation week happening right now, like it started this morning. Uh, you can still join us if you want. You just have to go to studiofertility.com slash meditation and sign up there and you'll get access to day one video as well. It's all free and I just don't want anyone to miss out really because I didn't haven't run it for about a year. So trust me, if you are dreading the holidays or seeing relatives or starting IVF or anything like that, you actually will be using this stuff that I teach you and from the tracks in your life on a really easy in a really easy way, right? Um, it's great. So, I mean, honestly, sign up. If you can't do any of the days of info now, just do it next week. You can totally do it in your own time. Okay, so that was my little uh, promo for today, but I really didn't want anyone to miss out on it because it is uh, got a lot of valuable info in there. Okay, so today I really wanted to focus on an interesting topic. Well, I find it interesting because, you know, when we dig into things in our own lives, things come up. And that's perfectionism and how that translates to your fertility. I mean, what even is, you know, perfectionism? I think we need to start there. How do we know if we suffer from it? And I do say suffer because while perfectionism can have a lot of advantages, it can come with some stupendous trade-offs, right, that really aren't that fun. You you know, perfectionists are more prone to... um, anxiety disorders and things like that, right? Not that fun. You might get a lot done, but who wants the anxiety trade-off? And I think that perfectionism is one of those things. You know, some people are those self-proclaimed perfectionists, right? And you probably know some people like that in your own life. They know they demand nothing less than perfect from themselves and the world around them, right? And then I think there are people like me who maybe go a little under the radar who never really thought they were perfectionists. And yet my husband calls me HD Hilton, as in high distinction. Not that I have a track record of high distinctions from university or anything. I mean, I have a university degree, but without a high distinction to be found anywhere in it, right? Um, My house is often messy and I hate cleaning. Um, My dishes aren't always done, right? So why does he call me that? I think it's because I have to get things right and I'm extremely competitive when I want to be. Well, I used to have to get things right. I am am transformed. Now, I never would have called myself a perfectionist, except when I look back at my life, I have many examples of where I am. Like when my naturopath told me to go on this particular diet, I did it to the letter. No deviations, right? Even if I was starving and the only food around was something not on the menu, so to speak, I would starve rather than admit defeat or have to write down something on my food diary that my naturopath would see that wasn't supposed to be there. And even if my naturopath wasn't looking at it, I would know. 
And there were many occasions that that actually happened. And I'm not talking about I was a bit hungry. I mean, my body was screaming at me for food. And I look back now and I think how stupid. (laughs) I was putting my body in so much stress in those moments. More stress than the food that I wasn't supposed to be eating. Let's call it that. Um, You know, putting that in my body would have caused. Because perfectionism can be linked to this fear of failure, of feeling less than if it doesn't look perfect in your eyes, right? Because perfectionism can also hide in don't do, can't fail, right? If you don't do it, you can't fail. So it might not look like the typical perfectionist who succeeds at everything with the really neat house, you know, that that stereotypical perfectionist but you still might harbor this real fear of failure, this sense that your self-esteem is dependent on results, something tangible that you can tell people you did or achieved, which really works against us on the fertility journey when we're struggling, right? I mean, I used to be so driven by my sense of achievement that I used to have it um, as this category on one of my life audits, which I do regularly for myself to make sure that my life is, you know, going in the and flowing in the right direction for where I want it to go. But I had this achievements and actually this was holding me back. You know, what have I achieved this year? Like I was always trying to get someone's approval or validation for my existence, for my life, until I realized who gives a fuck? Who am I trying to please so badly That isn't me. (laughs) Nobody else has to live my life except me. No one has to live your life but you. No one is with you 24-7 thinking the thoughts that are running through your head, being in your life, having to put up with all you're, you're going through, right? You're not answerable or accountable to anybody except yourself. And that means you don't, that's not to say you don't have responsibility in your life, right? Because that would go against your values, right? But that is being answerable answerable to your own values in life, okay? Anyway, I seriously lowered the bar for what success means in my life once I went through this process because I realized in order to be successful in my life, I just needed to do the things that light me the fuck up, (laughs) things that I was passionate about, things that nurture me, things that feel good, walking on the beach, having a bath in the middle of the day, nerding out with my coach friends on psychology stuff because I love it that much, right? Helping beautiful women totally transform their lives. I adore this stuff. Life doesn't have to feel hard to be successful. But back when I first started coaching, for example, like this is just an example out of my own life, it was always about getting onto the stage, being the best ever and measuring myself against those who weren't doing, you know, who were doing this stuff already, but already with 20 years under their belt. Like I somehow had to be the best already. And it stopped me from being my best at where I was. And now I realize that I actually value that intimate connection with someone to really be a part of their life when I'm coaching them and help them transform, not just a, a person up on a stage to a sea of faces. So this fear of failure, it only stopped me from really enjoying my life. It kept me in toxic jobs too long because I couldn't admit I needed to get out. I thought I was just too sensitive 
And instead, all I did was give myself massive health problems. You see how it can work against us. But honestly, what is wrong with recognizing that I am sensitive and that I do absorb energies around me more than most? It is an enormous strength in what I do now. I was always so busy using this sense of failure to beat up on myself that I felt like I was failing anyway, even if I wasn't. Who can relate to that, right? You feel like you're failing anyway. You beat up on yourself every day about every little thing trying to be perfect. I don't try to be perfect now, to be honest. It got exhausting. And when it came to fertility, oh, I absolutely tried to be perfect. I think like many of us do. But here's the kicker, right? And this goes for many of us. I didn't know how to be perfect. And that frustrated me more than anything else in the world. It was like, just tell me what to do and I will do it. But there were no answers. And I couldn't just do it. So what did I do? I did everything, (laughs) okay? The acupuncture, the herbs, the natural paths, blah, blah, blah. And if I missed things or something, you know, missed a supplement or sometimes gave up because things just didn't seem to be working, I gave them a good crack. I felt like I hadn't tried hard enough, that maybe I didn't want this enough, you know, but I really did. I so wanted to be a mother. But it was like, do I keep doing this $1,000 a month acupuncture and herbs or do I bankrupt my family or do I need that money, you know, save that money up for IVF? You know what I mean? I, I had finite resources. I wasn't a millionaire. Now, studies have shown that perfectionism predicted the quality of life for those who had obstacles in conceiving, right? These were the people that suffered the most, And in my experience, I found that fertility obstacles often highlight what has actually always been a problem in that woman's life and what needs to be addressed. It certainly did for me. It was really highlighted in my life how miserable I had been for a really long time before even, you know, conceiving and and how I was trying to seek happiness outside of myself all the time through achievement, through you know, the perfect relationship and things like that. How trying to not fail was only causing me to not do things, to hold myself back and not enjoy my life. And if I did something, you know, and it wasn't perfect, then I'd bet up on myself, right? There was, it was like this no-win situation of round and round and round. I mean, that fertility diet I was on caused me more stress physically and emotionally for six months than any benefit I got out of it. There was no balance in my life. It was all or nothing. Right? That's no way to live. And if being a fertility coach has taught me anything, it's that conditions do not need to be perfect to get pregnant. I see it every day. We try to find reasons, right? Physical reasons that mean that we are not conceiving but we don't stop to look at the massive amounts of pain we're in or the abuse we hurl at ourselves on a daily basis. We clean our environment of toxins, but we don't clean up what is truly toxic to us, our thoughts and beliefs, right? The way that we're um, beating up on ourselves because thoughts and beliefs 
uh, believe it or not, have a chemical reaction in the body. They do affect our bodies physically, right? When we're like, oh, my deadline, 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 right? Cortisol, right? We see it in simple ways, but we don't realize the extent to which these things can um, affect us. And not the random thought, right? This is not like those random little thoughts that cross your mind once in a while. These are more uh, the ones that are deep-seated in us. I'm talking about the ones that keep your body in a state of stress, in constant fight or flight. The ones that constantly keep your serotonin levels depressed and keep you miserable. Now, perfectionism can be hard to give up, right? And many of us wouldn't want to give it up because the opposite of thinking, oh, that we will have a messy house. Not for me, but you know, I already have one. But, um, you know, and not accomplishing things or like, you know, putting things out that are, are less than um, is not what I'm talking about at all, right? You don't have to give up those things. It's not about not doing things to the best of your ability, but it is about allowing more grace into your life, right? Getting more in touch with our bodies, our feminine side, this nurturing side of ourselves and not using slight imperfections to beat up on ourselves with. It's about opening up to receiving rather than this push, 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 push all the time to force this thing to happen that's not happening. This do, 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 do energy, that's all masculine, right? Actually, I had a client who messaged me recently who was like 25 weeks pregnant now, which is amazing, and she's in her 40s, everyone, and she was telling me about how something in her life had worked out really well and better than she was expecting, and she said, letting go and trusting seems to be the answer, but I guess you already knew that. And I, and I did, I laughed because every single time I helped her to allow and to let go of the push, she always had something weird and wonderful happen. Difficult situations would work out. Synchronicities of the universe would happen. And she got pregnant as well, right, um, doing this. Right, but now here is a woman who will never actually stop achieving, that's who she is. That is okay. It's not going to fundamentally change who she is, but it's just going to allow more things to naturally happen in her life instead of trying to push things to happen all the time. Much like I'll never stop growing and achieving things, but they are now not how I define my happiness. And honestly, when I help women to let go of the need to be perfect and just open up their hearts, they feel way more fertile and whole within themselves than they've felt in a really long time. And their bodies respond because fertility starts in the mind and the emotions as well as the body. Life can spring up in a desert because mother nature doesn't tell it it can't and it's not forced. Conditions do not need to be perfect to get pregnant. So what is that one thing? right? Be really honest with yourself. What is that one thing you need to loosen the grip on in your life that's going to allow you to actually really feel more fertile, more feminine, feel like the goddess you actually are inside instead of this workhorse that must, right? And you'll know it when you feel it because it's that one thing that's causing your stomach muscles to grip 
and you think about letting it go and allowing yourself to receive and you can feel your whole body let go and it feels good. Imagine if you could get to that place. For some of my clients, it is the testing strips. For others, it's to allow a bit more joy into their diet. And for others, it's about pursuing things they find joy in, like singing or painting or hiking. Give yourself that gift to find one small thing that you can shift the balance in, in your life, right? Just one. I'm not talking about a radical shakeup here. It doesn't have to be like that. Just one simple shift. And of course, if you want to hang out with me, you can on Insta at Studio Fertility or you can go to my website at studiofertility.com if you wanted to work with me or I have some free resources there to download. Or again, you can join my meditation week at studiofertility.com slash meditation. And I will see you next week, open, receiving, and learning to let go in ways that make sense to you. I'll see you then. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Studio Fertility Podcast. Remember, if you like this podcast, go ahead and subscribe so you can make sure you know when the next episode drops. And you can find other episodes right now at studiofertility.com slash podcast. And of course, if you know of anyone else that would benefit from this podcast, make sure you share it with them and pay it forward. We are all in this together. Make sure too that you give us a five-star rating to help others find this podcast. And let me know how this podcast has benefited you by leaving a review so I can continue to deliver more great content that I know you want and need. And if you're starting to find that your infertility journey is getting the best of you, please head over to my website at studiofertility.com slash meditation and you can get instant access to a week of learning all about meditation, hypnosis and visualization, how to use each one and how they benefit you and of course some actual tracks to start to calm your nervous system. Each day you will receive a short video and an awesome meditation, hypnosis, or visualization that you can do in your own time. And of course, access to those tracks for whenever you need them. Just head to studiofertility.com slash meditation to find out more. And I'll see you next time on the podcast.